What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V, and this is episode 133, uh, continuing our Best of the Rest series here, and we are talking inside linebackers in the class of 2022 here in the state of Colorado. All these players are players that did not make our top five seniors list this year, but were guys who were in our honorable mentions, or, you know, they were guys that, uh, well, at least on this episode, they were guys who we kind of considered more edge rushers, outside linebackers, rather than inside linebackers. And so then on this episode, we're going to go ahead and grade them as inside linebackers. So here we go. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. So how we grade or how I graded uh, linebackers here, we got 10 categories. I give them a rating 1 through 10. I'm going to go ahead and go over these categories real quick here. So it goes man coverage ability, zone coverage ability, catching slash ball skills, uh, top end speed, agility slash hip fluidity. That's one thing. Height and frame, hip power pass rush skills, block shedding ability, run defendability, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. And so then I give them a rating 1 through 10. Uh, 1 to 3 means a needs improvement. Uh, probably should be a priority for this player to work on. At best, the skill is okay, but ultimately, this is a skill that may cause this person to get pen- benched at any time uh, this season. So if these uh, players were to play another year, and they aren't because they're seniors, but if they were to play another year of uh, you know high school ball then you know this skill might be a glaring weak spot for them and then four to six if i give them a rating four to six that means it's about average the skill on a bad day is just below average but above average at the very best uh will probably be you know all right for the time being but can foresee as a problem on the next level or in a future season if they get a seven to eight type of rating that's above average to good the skills in their bag one of the many reasons why they're a solid player uh think comparably to a two-star three-star type of linebacker so you know if you see players that are rated as a two-star three-star linebacker nationally you know that's kind of where this skill is at if they get an eight to nine rating that's a good to great type of uh, skill here you know uh if they get a eight or or between an eight and nine here you know think three star four star guys you know three star and four star guys uh should be able to do what they do uh at this skill and the nine to ten that's very good to elite comparable to four star and five star guys you know these are guys that could potentially play in the nfl now obviously um because they are rated at four star and five star so uh, if that helps there you go there so boom that is our rubric um for inside linebackers when we did you know inside linebackers and ranked them you know we did not necessarily like officially graded each player um at that time i went ahead and went through it and it still checks out for the most part maybe you know you could move one or two people uh, near the bottom of the list but not i mean really though like it kind of depends who you ask though uh on that but for the most part you know the top five definitely stays the same and so I did put those guys through the same rubric, uh, you know, just to make it fair and just to check and see uh, where these six honorable mentions measure up against those top five guys. So 
boom, there you go. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into the actual film breakdown and talk about uh, these great players, these great inside linebackers. Okay, so to start out, we are going with a Palisade linebacker, obviously class of 2022, so senior, uh, Kevin Sogren. He is 6'5", 210 pounds. Currently, he's actually uh, committed to Wyoming. I did check, you know, their little recruiting list, the roster, and he is listed at a defensive end, so he's not going to play inside linebacker uh, or really, I'd think, linebacker on the next level. He'll be more of a defensive end, and so um, just, just keep that in mind. You know, I'm still going to grade him as a linebacker though and uh and yeah so let's start with the things that really help him out uh first off his frame i mean i had to give him an 8.6 little lanky you know that 210 uh kind of wish he uh was a little bit heavier there but not the worst i mean you know he's still 6'5 he can grow into his frame and whatnot i feel like that's kind of in the range that logan wilson uh now an nfl player and whatnot obviously but you know uh was uh, kind of a project player going into this. Logan Wilson was like 6'3", 210 as a freshman or whatever at Wyoming. And so, you know, that's that's kind of how I saw it. So not too bad there, but that's obviously one of his best attributes, you know. Uh, never a bad thing to have a bigger linebacker here. Uh, another thing I really like, and this is his highest rated uh, rating just all together, is his run defendability. Uh, look, this is why he basically led the state in tackles. By the way, you know, he had 160 61 tackles on the year and a tackle for loss. I'm pretty sure that leads the entire state, regardless of, you know, classification in tackles at 161 total tackles. So he was active. You know, he was extremely active. You know, he racked up a lot of tackles. And a lot of that is because, you know, he just played the run really well. Yeah, he, he did a good job. You know, there's a reason why he led the state in tackles, why he will be going D1. I think his ability here to play the run is um, his obviously his best ability and is why, you know, Wyoming is recruiting him and did recruit him here. And so that's why I gave him an 8.8. .8. That's about a four-star, maybe three-star type of rating for a linebacker. Um, in general, he's just extremely disciplined, gets the run. Very sound tackling, you know, very, very good there. Does a very nice job as well when it comes to gap responsibility. You know, he won't, like, jump a gap or anything like that. He won't miss one. Like, he just does a very good job, like, just plugging the run. You know, making that running back continue to, you know like work right like work with this vision and whatnot and move from hole to hole here and he just does a beautiful job shutting down the run and it's the reason why this palisade team was very solid in the first place you know because of this run uh defendability here i think arguably he is the best in the state uh, as far as inside linebackers go at stopping that inside run or outside run but stopping that run at inside linebacker Along with that, another strength of his game here is his hit power. Uh, not the best. I mean, I gave him a 7.7. .7. Uh, if his hit power was better, then he wouldn't. He would have been a more eye-popping prospect. I would say, you know, there were definitely some big hits uh, this season, but there were mostly flashes here and there. He could definitely lay a stinger, but isn't necessarily like a consistent hammer over the middle. Uh, if anything, he's more fundamentally sound, and so that's why, you know, his tackles may be, uh, uh, you know, may feel tougher than most and whatnot, because he's not kind of just throwing his shoulder like he consistently wraps up and hits you the right way. And so, you know, that's kind of what I like about that. That goes along, you know, with this run. 
on defend ability. Now, let's talk about some areas of improvement here because, you know, with Kevin Sogren here, you know, you got the height, you like that, you got his run defend ability just in general, um, you know, great tackling, uh, just great IQ when it comes to shutting down the run and, you know, whether it's him making the tackle or not, you know, just great IQ there. And so those are all good things, but some things that, you know, he could definitely work on here um, or things that were, you know, a little... A little worrisome was his man coverage ability. Um, didn't see a lot of it, and usually, look, if I don't see a lot of a skill, uh, the default rating is a 5. You know, that's about average. That's in the middle and whatnot. I did have to give him a 3, though, because just in general, he's not, like, the fastest dude. Runs a 4.8540. That might be pushing it slightly. Like, I think he might be a little bit slower than that. Not, like, a ton, but just a little bit slower than that uh, at times. And so, like, it's just painfully obvious that, you know, his top end speed isn't there. And so, if he was to, you know, go ahead and cover a player one-on-one, -on -one, I mean... It just wouldn't be the greatest situation because I just don't think he's that great of an athlete as far as top end speed goes. Now, let me talk about top end speed a little bit more here. Um, I gave him a six here. I said I think six is a bit generous. Uh, I'll stick with it for now. He moves well enough to not be a liability, but I don't think he's going to run down a running back who hits open space and is like 30 yards downfield, you know? Watching him play screen plays or clean up plays, like just in general, that aren't necessarily his job to clean up. Um, it's just another player missing it and he's going in and getting it done. You know, is a little painful as he definitely struggles to hit that top end speed. You know, he's just not the fastest guy and some guys are naturally fast. Some guys aren't, you know, you can't teach top end speed. And so that's definitely a bit of a problem and that covers his man coverage ability. Um, it also covers a little bit of his run defendability. I think that would be higher if he wasn't as as slow to be honest with you uh, same with zone coverage ability I gave him a 6.5 on that I said he's capable of playing zone and not being a liability uh, I do think in my opinion he's a little too safe specifically something I saw in his film is that in that Steamboat Springs game against a team that kind of throws the ball a bit there you know he definitely missed an interception on a slant route because he kind of waited the receiver to come to him he knew it was a slant route you I feel like you know he saw the quarterback's eyes and whatnot he saw the receiver coming towards him but he definitely waited for the receiver to catch it before making a solid tackle there uh that should be a pick honestly also you're six five so you should be able to snag that i think he plays it a little conservative here and so that's why he's at a 6.5 with his zone coverage ability now, um, let me go over some other things here as well um, that, you know, maybe didn't get the highest rating on or that I haven't talked about yet. I think the only thing that I actually haven't talked about yet here uh, is his, well, let me start with the good, is his agility slash hip fluidity. I gave him a 7.5. That's all right. On the next level, I think it'll be serviceable enough, especially if he plays defensive end. I think that'll be more than enough. But, you know, what I said here is that he moves well for somebody at his height. It's not overly special or eye-popping, but he does a good job 
in short spaces, closing the gap, not giving too much room to the ball carriers. Uh, it's a big reason why he's so good stopping the run. That combination of you know his height and his ability to at least be agile enough. So there you go. You know, not the worst there. Uh, definitely could be a little bit smoother in my opinion. That's just working on footwork drills and stuff like that. Um, working in short spaces, that's easy to do there. But something that I wasn't. I guess the happiest with it was his pass rush skills. I did give him a five. And part of that is because I just didn't see many opportunities to do that. He did have like four sacks this season, but I'm pretty sure most of those were just blitzes up the middle. Like he's just blitzing and no one's picking him up. And so he's just a free range linebacker with an opportunity to hit the quarterback. And so there's definitely a bit to be desired here. I'm not saying he's good or bad by giving him a five here, but I just don't know. Like, I don't know if he has, like, rip moves or swim moves, finesse moves, power moves. If he does, you know, we'll see, right? But I just didn't see a lot of that. And so, in conclusion, his final grade ended up being a 66.1. Uh, let me go over the grades in each category again. Man co coverage ability, uh, 3. Zone coverage ability, 6.5. Catching, 6. Uh, I mean, I I don't think I talked about this one. I said he caught a ball. He can't catch uh, balls that are de directly thrown to him. I think he has good enough hands, but not like excellent ball skills or anything like that. I think it's serviceable enough. I mean, he's a classic defensive player is what I said when it comes to catching. So, um, you know, you can interpret that how you want. Top end speed, 6. Agility, hip fluidity, 7.5. Height and frame, gave him an 8.6. If he weighed a little bit more, I probably could have bumped it up to a 9. But, you know, he definitely looked a little wiry at times as well. So, I don't know how accurate the 210 is. It probably is accurate. Uh, he's just really tall, and so it kind of just offsets some of that. Uh, hit power, 7.7. Pass rush skills, like I said, 5. Block shedding ability, 7. Um... Look, I said he's good enough to get off the block when stopping the run. Definitely feels like he doesn't utilize his long arms enough to get off the block. He's kind of a tall, lanky type of player type, so his strength is lacking just a bit here. Definitely hurts his ability to quickly block shed. He can block shed, but to do it quickly is different. Run defendability, like I said, 8.8 uh, .8 there. One of his strongest rating. For a total of a 66.1. Um... Look, he's going to Wyoming. He's listed as a DN. I think his film break breakdown would be a little different here. Well, obviously a bit different here if we graded him as an edge rusher. I mean, that lack of pass rushing film would obviously hurt him and whatnot. But he definitely has potential here. I mean, he's 6'5", 210. Very good against the run, so you know he's going to play it well and whatnot. He'll be disciplined there. Um, you know, there's some things to like about him, for sure. He's probably more so a project guy up in Wyoming, but he can be a very good system player who will know what he needs to do and whatnot, and that could potentially get him some, you know, uh, Pretty good snaps early on, you know, whether it's on special teams or as a rotational guy. We'll see and all that over there. But obviously, best of luck to Kevin Sogren. Uh, you know, he killed it on the 3A level for Palisade was a big reason why they were so dominant and whatnot. I mean, and Palisade as well. Like, they were a 3A team, but they played up and down. They played Rifle. They played Montrose, who was number, the number one team in 4A, uh, well, rank-wise and whatnot. And then, obviously, they played some passing teams like Steve. Boat Springs, Glenwood Springs, so 
so he went up against a lot of different looks, a lot of different offenses, which is actually something I like a lot. That's not necessarily something that you could like, you know, grade, like evaluate here, but it definitely kind of legitimizes some of the things that I talked about here because I did see film against those teams, which helps him out a lot. So, you know, there you go. There. But all together, a very solid player. I think moving to defensive end is the right choice. Um, still, though, he will probably be a project, but I still think it's the right choice. He's a heck of a defensive player, and they will use him over there at Wyoming, hopefully right. So, yeah. Up next, though, we are going to go ahead and move on to our next linebacker out of Pueblo West. That is Tyler Cullen. I believe he was a two-star, three-star guy uh, when I looked it up on um, 24-7. So there you go. There, he, This is a player that probably, you know, could have pushed to make our top five list. You know, maybe he could have taken out Cody Connor here. But, I mean, our top five list are also, just so that everyone knows, are also made up of, you know, how myself and Cody evaluate. And then we split the difference for the most part and all that. And so that's how we get our top five list. So just because I feel like he probably could have made the top five doesn't mean he probably would have. Because there is also another player, or, um, well, not a player, another evaluator in this that helps decides that. But, you know, let's go ahead and talk about, um, just real quick, let me let me list off his stats here on the season. 70 tackles, uh, 6 tackles for losses, 2 sacks, so nothing crazy. Uh, fumble recovery, and he also blocked a field goal. So, you know, pretty active at inside linebacker for this Pueblo West team that we did call a uh, dark horse at one point, or a, at least a potential dark horse. And it's because of players like Tyler Cullen here, who, uh, you know, are very underrated guys just in general. And so let's go ahead and talk about his strengths, the things that make his game here. First off, 6'2", 225, to give him an 8.8 .8 rating. You know, there are a lot of D1 linebackers that are at that height uh, and weight as well and so you gotta love that for sure there i mean he could definitely be a little bit bigger or lighter i mean that's kind of the sweet spot if you're a recruit you know that 220 230 range you know there's a lot of potential for you if you are if you do come in on campus at that weight and height but enough about that let's talk about his actual game here i think the things that really separate him from other linebackers outside of his height and weight is his athleticism you know his uh 40 yard dash is a four five seven i could definitely see it whether it's a little bit slower faster i think he's definitely in that range which as a linebacker uh that's pretty typical you know if you want to be a d1 guy or even a next level player four five four six uh, maybe four seven at the slowest is kind of where you want to be at anything lower i mean you're not a d1 guy probably uh anything higher i mean you're a good to elite type of prospect though and so um did give him an 8.5 for his top end speed and i also gave him an 8.6 for his agility here uh look let me talk about his speed though in my opinion it's good enough for the fcs d1 level like i truly believe that you know he could probably keep up with a lot of running backs tight ends maybe even some receivers on that fcs level there so that's not a concern uh, but honestly though just watching his high school film and whatnot his athleticism definitely bails him out of bad situations or decisions especially when he's playing 
the run. Um, he is a playmaker, though. When you let him loose and we're not going to be like, yo, you know, go play ball here. The things you got to know. Like, he's going to fly to the ball and make big plays regardless. And so, uh, there you go. But... Like I've said, you know, his athleticism does bail him out of some of, uh, you know, bad decisions that he does make. You know, if some other guys who aren't as athletic as him makes those bad plays, those are probably 50-yard touchdowns or, well, 50-yard gains or something like that. Big plays, splash plays, right? Uh, so there you go there. Um, look, though, I mean, it's still pretty impressive <laughs> to run that 4.57 at this 220. 225 6'2 uh, frame here, uh, which is why he's so dangerous against the run. But we'll talk about that later. Um, more as a free range, like, you know, rover type of guy. He's uh, dangerous against the run. But, anyways, uh, agility, you know, he moves pretty well for his size. Uh, watching some of his tight end film, you know, he showed he can move pretty well laterally, which I really like. You know, I uh, a play, this specific play, uh, was against a fountain for Carson. This is what I think about when I think about his agility he catches a quick hitch route and then he basically moves laterally across the field it's not upfield but across the field and you see Ty Fave he's an excellent linebacker will definitely be on our top five list uh next year you know you basically see Ty Fave you know try to track him down and is caught just a little off there you know and he gets he gets a step on him and so that's what I think about when I think about his agility and hip fluidity. Uh, it's pretty solid. You know, it's pretty solid. Uh, honestly, he is somebody that could blanket an offense because of how fast he is and how agile he is as well. Um, and especially as a blitzer, you know, like uh, if he's not, well, first off, I should say, if he's not getting picked up and, you know, has to face a blocker and they just blitz him and, you know, the offense doesn't read it right, he's dangerous because he could get there in a minute. You know, he could get there in a minute. Uh, also, he's not somebody that will get shaken out his cleats, uh, which is good enough. So, 8.6 for agility, and then, like I said, 8.5 for speed. And then, another thing I kind of like about his game is that his catching is pretty good. You know, I gave him an 8.4. Uh, it's graded like this because I did see him make a number of pretty good catches, even excellent catches, some could say. But I just wish I saw more of it. I felt like I didn't see enough catching. And most of that wasn't even on defense. It was on offense. So that's why I'm giving him that. If he did make great catches on defense, this would be a lot higher. But anyways, you know, consistency is everything. And, you know, I think he still has pretty good hands. You know, that's okay and whatnot. But I just didn't see a lot of that on his senior film here. So, you know, that's kind of why I'm giving him an 8.4. Uh, consistency goes a long way in some of these grades as well. It's one thing to just straight up be good at something, but if you can't do it consistency consistently, then what's the mat? I mean, like, what's the point, right? Uh, well, I guess what's the matter as well. So, uh, there you go. So, just by hearing all this stuff, I mean, you're probably thinking like, oh man, this guy, he's fast, he could catch. Uh, by the way, hit power, I gave him an 8.3. He could definitely lay a hit. You know, that combination of speed and size allows him to hit relatively hard consistently. Uh, definitely somebody that could hammer receivers over the middle. But... Now, that's kind of just the thing as well. I think there are also times that he misses big hits, and he's just not as consistent there as he could be. Like, when I think of big hitters, I think of a guy like Devin Isaac. 
a guy from uh, Longview High School down in Texas. I broke down his film, and he consistently hits hard. And it's most most of the time it's because he's hitting his target right on the head. Well, wait, let me let me rephrase that. Not hitting his target in the head or on the head, but you know, hitting his target basically dead on, play after play. You know, it does matter when you hit a player and whatnot, and you know how uh, what kind of reaction you want to get from them and whatnot when you do hit them hard. Uh, that that goes into hit power, uh, in my opinion. And so that kind of that's a little bit of a consistency thing. But anyways, you know, you see all these things. You're like, oh, great athlete. Um, he could hit. He obviously could uh, play with the best of them, with the best athletes out there. He's six two, two twenty five. That's perfect. <sighs> Why is he not on the top five list? Well. Here's, here's why. I think he's a little raw at times. Let me start with his run defendability. Uh, this wasn't even rated that low. I gave him a 7.5, but in my opinion, he's just not as good as Kevin Sorgren. Uh, he definitely takes some wrong angles at times. Like, I'm watching him play, and I'm like, oh, that's uh, slight. That's not the right angle. You know, I think he's a little, like, he's playing it a little too short-sighted at times. You know, he trusts his speed and agility to get them there in an instant where, you know, he should be predicting where the running back is going to be at next. And it's it's just kind of a lack of discipline, uh, you know. And that, that goes with gap discipline as well. It could be better as well. I feel like there are times where he is just a little bit out of place and whatnot. And, I mean, you can't, you can't have that. On the next level, being a little bit out of place could be blown out of proportion and whatnot and then that ends up being a big play uh, depending on who you play obviously but it's definitely something that happens a bit more than on the high school level um like i said in my opinion his athleticism athleticism bails him out of a lot of situations where he's just out of position or choosing the wrong gap to shoot or not making the right angle or whatever i think a little bit more film work and studying some blocking schemes could actually go a very long way for him um to fix that run defend ability so not as high as you would probably think which is disappointing and then last but not least um man, man coverage i mean just pass coverage in general i gave him the same rating for man coverage in zone gave him a five look i just didn't see much of it so this is a default rating i know he's athletic and, you know, he has hands to catch, uh, but just didn't see a ton of it, honestly. I mean, he was kind of a guy that, you know, they would blitz from time to time. And if he's not blitzing, or then he's playing the run because it's a run play. And so there's no need to drop him into coverage here. And so I kind of wish they did. I think this grade would definitely be a little bit different here. But it's this is why he didn't make our top five list because there were a lot of guys who did have uh, pass coverage, you know, film, and in both man and zone, and so that kind of helps them out a lot here, but, you know, we'll see, for all I know, it could be really good, but I'm just going off of what I saw there. Now, a couple other things I want to talk about here that weren't rated as high that I want to talk about. Uh, just real quick, before talking about his final grade. Uh, pass rush skills, gave him a 7.4. That's not too bad here. Not a lot of pass rushing film in general. Uh, definitely enough. You see the potential there. He has shown that he has a move or two to get after the quarterback. But most of the time, he's a free rusher, and he just tracks down the QB. That doesn't take a lot of skill to really just track down a quarterback and uh, run him down. Trust me, I know, because I played the position. It's definitely a little bit harder to face a blocker. And so, if he was to face a blocker and pull a pass rush move against them, you know, that, that would help him out quite a bit here, at least in this grade. So, uh, 
so yeah so there you go there um and then i don't think i talked too much about his block shedding ability uh it wasn't low by any means i gave him an 8.3 i said his hands are usually pretty active um this might be a little bit of a generous grading to be honest with you but i said his hands are usually pretty active Usually does a nice job battling blockers and getting off blocks relatively quickly most of the time. But I do think it could still be improved. He could be a little bit more precise when block shedding and whatnot. Um, and more consistent. I mean, those go hand in hand. But he got an 8.3. That is not bad by any standards. That's like a low 3-star to 2-star type of recruit in my, in my opinion. So all those grades together... Gives him a 75.8. <sighs> he is committed to CSU Pueblo, so congrats to him there. Uh, look, it, first off, if his pass coverage ability, if there was film there, you know, anything really, or, well, not anything, but if there was a good amount of film here to watch in his pass coverage ability, maybe he would be a point or two higher, uh, move up to maybe possibly an 80, and then from there, you know, I mean, he's like a three-star type of guy, uh, but this 75.8, that, to me, that indicates he's probably closer to a two-star guy, did commit to CSU Preble, like I said, uh, look, he's probably a kid that I wished I watched more of, because, in my opinion, he probably would have made our top five list. I don't know about Cody. You know, like I said, it takes both me and him grading you, like, at a high level for you to make our top five list. Uh, just so that we check each other on biases and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, in my opinion, he might have uh, taken out Cody Connor. Or at least it would be a very close conversation. Connor was just a little bit above him, uh, like, rating-wise, less than a point. So, it was what it was. Um, so, whatever. But look, the thing with Tyler Cullen, I mean, if he's committed to the CSU Pueblo, they're a D2. But in my opinion, he was probably a project player on the FCS level. Probably not quite yet an FBS type of guy. Uh, there are definitely some things I wish he was a little bit better at, but just wasn't quite up there yet. So, uh... So there you go. So CSU Pueblo, I mean, they're getting a steal in my opinion. I think he's somebody that has a lot of athletic ability. I mean, he's at your classic size at 6'2", 225 at linebacker. I think he's potentially somebody that could uh, see the field quickly here, if not on special teams, and maybe as a rotational player on defense just because of how good an athlete he is. Now, CSU Pueblo, they're bringing in a lot of players, including some guys on our top five list. I know Miles Sprague is going there. In my opinion, Miles Sprague could do a lot of the things athletically that Cullen could do, maybe even a little bit better, uh, but he's very good in pass coverage, arguably the best pass coverage linebacker uh, in this class, and so we'll see how that goes, but regardless, I think Cesu Pueblo is getting a guy here that if they could develop, I mean, he could be um, like an every down type of starter. You know, covering the pass and stopping the run. And if you ask him to pass rush, he could get up in there and whatnot. I think he has that potential here. Uh, and you know, look, it never hurts putting an athlete out there and just seeing what happens. Athletes win games. Good athletes win games. So, just going to throw that out there. But, like I said, 75.8. That is my rating for Tyler Cullen out of Pueblo West. Moving on, though. Let's talk about the next guy that I'm going to evaluate here, and that is Seth Moss from Buena Vista High School. He's the 6'1", 
200-pound linebacker for them. Uh, big part of this team. He was one of the reasons why uh, we actually picked Buena Vista as a contender. We knew that they had a lot of weapons on offense. That was obvious. You know, you had Hayden Camp there, who uh, hopefully will be breaking down his film soon. Uh, you had Tucker Storms, you know, who we met in person. Um, fantastic athlete. Uh, Phelps. All these guys, right? But on defense, you had Seth Moss. And, you know, he was the captain, right, at inside linebacker. We, he was somebody that we viewed as a captain and would be a game changer. And he was. He had a very good senior year. Uh, his stats on the season, 87 total tackles, 5.5 tackles for loss. Uh, did record two hurries, a sack and a half against Colorado Springs Christian, which was his only sack of uh, the year, at least that is listed here. And also had three interceptions on the year. Two of those uh, in a playoff game, I believe, against Meeker. One of those actually being uh, the game winner. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of things to talk about here. But let's go ahead and talk about uh, Seth Moss here and his strength. So, um thing I like a lot about Seth Moss is kind of his zone coverage ability, uh, which is funny because <laughs> I think this is kind of an underrated part of his game here, but it's still a pretty big strength in my opinion. It's part of his brand. I uh, did get a couple picks, like I said, uh, this season and uh, a couple pass deflections where honestly, I mean, he just read the quarterback beautifully, even baited the quarterback into throwing uh, some of these turnovers here. And then he went out and made a play, intercepted it. Uh, and so, like I said, very underrated part of his game. He's a very, very solid uh, zone coverage linebacker. Takes away a lot of passes. So, you know, quarterbacks are not going to look over the middle if he's there. And, you know, he's just he's watching the quarterback size and playing the receiver as well. You know, this ability is why Buena Vista won some games this season. His ability to play the zone very well is why he was. Like I said, against Meeker in overtime. He got that game-winning interception to knock them out of the playoffs here. Um, if you just watch that play, it was just beautifully read. You know, he knew where the receiver was. He read the quarterback size, and then he went out and got it, stopped them at the line of scrimmage there with that interception, and that was huge. That won them that game. And so, got to give him a lot of credit there. Uh, 8.4 here. Uh, maybe could have been a little bit higher if I saw more zone coverage plays. But, you know, he is playing on the 1A level. A lot of 1A teams have very good running backs, so they're going to run it quite a bit. Um, and speaking of running it, let's talk about his run defendability. Just uh, slightly lower here. I gave him an 8.3. Personally, I like what I saw. Uh, it's not higher because I feel like he struggles with block shedding at times, but he does do a good job playing the run in general. Uh, could be a little bit more disciplined. I mean, this is just what happens when you have athletic uh, linebackers and whatnot. But, you know, it's not the biggest deal, right? There are times where he is out of position, but it's not the biggest deal. I think that's just more of a consistency thing because there are times where he's playing the run beautifully and all that. And so that's why he gets an 83 here now other things i want to talk about uh before i talk about areas of improvement top end speed you know gave him an 8.2 to be honest he's a lot faster than i thought i believe there was also a time and this is when i think about seth moss and his top end speed i think about this play which i believe was against the kelton turner kelton turner i mean obviously a fantastic running back somebody who did make our honorable mentions list and so i believe cody broke down his film already but Kelton Turner, he was taking an outside run. Don't know if it was a zone run or if 
or if it was a toss. I didn't see that part of the play, but he was taking it outside, about to score here, and Seth Moss basically tracks him down and stop him short before the red zone. Love to do that. Um, I mean, to me, that showed that he moves well and could also put potentially track down receivers who get away. So I gave him an 8.2. I think, you know, arguably, like, this speed, he could uh, compete with his speed on the next level. That doesn't mean in every aspect of his game, but he could at least compete on the next level with that. And so that's something I liked a lot. Um, oh, last but not least, height and frame. I uh, gave him an 8.1. He's 6'1", 200 pounds. I love the height and whatnot. 200 pounds, looked a little light in his film and whatnot. I don't doubt that he would be 200 pounds, but he did look a little light. And so that's why it's not a little bit higher here. At, at the at its highest, it would maybe be an 8.3, 8.4 anyways. You know, but it's still pretty typical of most inside linebackers on the D1 level, really just on the college level in general. So there you go. But let's go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement here. Uh, still though, uh, let me talk about some that maybe aren't the biggest deal first. Catching, I gave him a 7.7. I mean, not the worst. I, I think I would like to see him catch with his hands more, but altogether, still makes the catch if he's thrown to him, like directly to him. And some of that time, uh, or, you know, some of the time, it's him putting himself in that position, uh, situation to go ahead and do that. Now, he's not gonna Odell any passes and whatnot, but it's probably as good as you could hope for from a middle linebacker. Not bad, though. Uh, hit power, gave him a 7.5. Uh, if he gets a clear shot at you, he could definitely do some damage. Outside of that, I think there are definitely times he, uh, um, you know, could hit maybe a little bit harder. If he puts on a bit more weight and gets, you know, more powerful, stronger, uh, he could be a consistent hard hitter or tough hitter at least on the next level. Maybe not the hardest hitter, but he's a guy that could definitely at least put a lick on you uh, every now and then. So 7.5 isn't bad at all. Now, let's talk about some things that could definitely uh, improve here. So, man coverage ability, had to give him a 5. I just didn't see it, so this is more of a default grade, but also uh, there is more to playing man-to-man -man than, you know, being athletic and being able to catch. You know, there's some skill things there, and so uh, I don't know if I would quite put him 101 against a running back on the next level or even a slot receiver or tight end, you know. Uh, this is more of an unknown here, and so uh, if I was him, I would just work on that, you know, just technique-wise and man-to-man. -man. Uh, so there you go there. Um, pass rushing skills, I mean, didn't really see him, at, like, blitz uh, outside of those middle linebacker blitzes that he would do. Uh, usually he was free on those, and so he's really just tracking down the, the quarterback at that times. But, you know, there are definitely times he engaged blockers, uh, too, but he kind of more so just bull rushed them. Honestly, I need a higher sample to give him a better grade here, but he's about average when blitzing and pass rushing, you know, and so, um, I mean, I would say maybe work on his hand fighting ability here. Uh, most of the time, I feel like he's just kind of bull rushing, which isn't the wrong play, uh, but, you know, having a bag is never a bad thing, so 
There you go. Uh, block shedding, I did give him a 6. I said his block shedding ability was good enough on the high school level, but on the next level, he just cannot allow linemen to get their hands on him like he did at times uh, throughout this year. Um, and for those hands to stay on him for as long as they do, that's a definitely a little bit of an issue. Would really like to see him work on his block shedding, specifically hand fighting, just like I said with pass rushing. You know, just have fast hands, you know. Um, blockers shouldn't get their hands on you, period. You know, and also, when you're using your leverage right, you can potentially throw some linemen around well. And that's more of a technique thing there. And so I'd just like to see him dive into that and see how that develops uh, next year uh, when he does play college ball. So there you go. Uh, let me talk about some of the other things I didn't mention here yet. Didn't give a grade on here yet. Uh, agility, hit fluidity, not too bad. Gave him a 7.6. I said it's solid enough. I think it could be a little better laterally and add a little more agility to his game. But I think he'll be good enough to compete on the next level. If his footwork can get up to speed, he become, he could become a slightly more fluid uh, player just in general. And I think he'll be in a great spot. I think there are definitely times where uh, his footwork is a little bit off and whatnot. And so I'd like to just see him, you know, working on that precisiveness, uh, you know, have quick feet and all that stuff. Be able to uh, change directions quickly and all that. Uh, and that would be useful in pass coverage um, just in general too to have that. So that's something I think he could definitely improve on. Didn't ding him too much though. I think it's solid. I gave him a 7.6. So there you go. Um, but yeah, so altogether, his final grade is actually pretty good. It's a 71.8. I think Seth Moss is a very underrated player. I mean, he played 1A ball and uh, in my opinion, I don't think 1A football here in Colorado or even like just in general get a lot of respect there's always that uh idiot in the comment section in our comment section by the way not somebody else's comment section in our comment section that's like oh it's 1a ball so they don't like who cares it should be all 5a players 4a players bro uh look i don't care if you could ball you could ball and seth boss is somebody that probably could start for most teams uh, here in Colorado, if I'm just being completely honest with you. Uh, 71.8 isn't bad. I think even if he did play for different teams as well, I mean, like, he would be asked to do a little bit more here, which would uh, maybe develop some of these things a little bit more. Not, like, by a crazy amount, but by a solid amount. Uh, but anyways... Look, he is going to Adam State. Congrats to him. I think this is just about right. You know, D2. Uh, definitely a bit more of a D2 guy. But also kind of a project player. I think his athleticism is up to par, honestly. Like, I think he's fast enough to be here uh, and compete on this Adam State roster. Maybe even a little bit more than some. Uh, but... I'd like to continue to see him get stronger, uh, you know, really, really work on just getting stronger, being a tougher hitter, putting on that weight, that playing weight at like 200, maybe even 200 plus. I think 210, 220 would be perfect for him. Uh, 215, 220 would be perfect for him if he could get to that playing rate. Uh, maybe not this year, but maybe red shirts and then the following year he could get there and maybe see some consistent playing time. Whether it's on special teams or as a rotational player, after he gets up to par athletically, which I don't think he's that far off just in general, I think film work is the next step to whether he gets on the field or not. You know, I think uh, studying offenses, their, you know, patterns and 
all that great stuff would go a long way uh, in predicting whether he gets on the field or not. And obviously, I can't predict, you know, how hard he's going to work in the film room. Like, that's that's tough in general. Everyone says, like, oh, film's part of my game. But, you know, you really never know until uh, you actually start adding that uh, onto the field. You know, you start using that knowledge you get in the film room on the field. And so we'll see about that. I think there's no doubt that he's athletically gifted enough to be on this roster and compete for a starting job. Uh, but we'll see if, you know, he could get up to speed uh, film-wise and, and work on some of the little things that I talked about. Because I feel like with his game, all, like overall, he's a very solid player. But there's always little things to work on. You know, little things to tweak and make sure that you're in the right position. Because you never know. Some days you're getting ready for an offense that is uh, is an air raid offense. You know, they throw the ball. They go six to seven receivers wide and whatnot. Or have six to seven receivers out there, and you got to be ready to cover basically all day. Then other days you're going to play a team that's a triple option team or an RPO type of team. And so you just got to be ready to do what is asked out of you. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing uh, when it comes to playing on the next level. The more versatile you are, the better, because that means they don't have to teach you like a million things like every time you play a team with a different offensive ideology so so yeah just just keep that in mind but Seth Moss very solid player Ooh, definitely gonna be a blow to this uh Buena Vista team in general I think he was also their starting guard uh or starting lineman or something like that and so you know that's that's a Buena Vista problem but Regardless, though, congratulations to Seth Moss, big supporter of the podcast and whatnot, uh, and a heck of a player, too. Made some pretty big plays here down the stretch. So, uh, so yeah. Speaking of big supporters of the show, uh, Matthias Brown from Strasburg, the 6'3", 205-pound inside linebacker, is the next guy I'm going to talk about here. Uh, look, first off, this dude is just a real nice guy. I respect this guy a lot. You know, he uh, we have exchanged a couple DMs uh, last week, especially if you were paying attention to some stuff going down there. And before, I mean, I've interviewed him as well. Check out that Matthias Brown and uh, Landon Martin interview from the beginning of the season and whatnot. But just in general, he's a great dude. I can't talk enough about that. A natural leader as well. And so let's go ahead and uh, hop into this film breakdown here. Let me start with this stats. Um, well, this is stats from his senior year, obviously, but on his senior year, pretty good. 96 tackles, 7 tackles for losses, had 2 interceptions this year, both against Estes Park, which throw the ball a lot, so that's good. And then 3 pass deflections, 1 against Yuma, 2 against Highland, at least that, uh, well, what I see here. So, uh, so yeah. Um, also, those 96 tackles potentially might be near the top of 1A. I know, uh, Clay Robinson and, um... Oh my gosh, Mason Clanch are probably up here as well. But definitely very productive throughout this season, uh, especially near the end here. 14 tackles against Flatirons Academy, 15 against a Yuma team that is super athletic and whatnot. Have a got have a good amount of athletes over there, and uh, you know they do <laughs> they do their thing there. But Let's go ahead and talk about his game here. Some of the things that separate, uh, you know, himself from other linebackers in the state. And so let me talk about some of the ratings that were kind of higher here. Uh, Hide and frame, by the way, I gave him an 8.5. He's 6'3", 205. Definitely could be, uh, I mean, definitely could believe it. You know, he might be a little bit heavier than that too. Or at least it seems like it. So, uh, so there you go, you know. But, you know, that's that's about what you would expect 
out of, uh, you know, prototypical linebacker in college and whatnot. Uh, so you can pl- either play inside or outside even with this hidden frame. And so that's kind of what you like to see here if you're a recruiter for sure. Um, but the thing I like about his game is that in zone coverage, he's pretty solid. I gave him an 8.3 here. I said he's very disciplined here at 6'3", 205. Does a nice job just taking up space, removing passing options over the middle. Doesn't always have to result in a pass deflection or an interception. You know, but he does a good job just removing those options over the middle there. Um, more than anything, he's a technically sound player playing zone coverage at this middle linebacker spot. And so he's somebody that you could kind of plug in here, and he's going to hold it down. You know, um, if you're in a position where, you know, a team they need to score and whatnot, and they got to do it quickly, I think he's somebody that you'd like to put over the middle because he's just going to play cleanup basically and take away a lot of those things and whatnot and you know they're gonna try to build a drive obviously and so he's gonna be there and uh, be consistent with it and so that's what I really like there uh, as far as agility, hit fluidity goes, for a linebacker, I gave him an 8.6. That's pretty good. I said he's a pretty fluid athlete. I mean, does really good in short space in short spaces. Uh, not super stiff for a linebacker. There are some linebackers that don't change directions well, but I think he does. You know, that's definitely one of his strengths here, and is why he's able to flow to the ball uh, so well. You know, in short spaces, especially when he's blitzing, like man, does he like get from zero to one hundred? pretty quickly here and so that's something i liked a lot there um and then finally uh one of his strengths here that i want to talk about is his run defend ability gave him an eight i think that's a pretty solid eight said he's very solid against the run only reason this isn't higher is probably because of his top end speed i think it's sorely lacking just a little bit he's not like the fastest dude out here uh, and that's a little bit of problem, but, you know, just in general, if he gets them trapped in the middle, uh, or if a defense, you know, they do their job and whatnot, I mean, and make the ball carrier run up the middle, I think he's excellent. Um, other than that, if it's a run outside, I feel like he struggles just a little bit here. I mean, he takes right angles still, but he definitely struggles just a little bit here. Unless he jumps to play each time and and kind of just guess that it's an outside run. But that's dangerous because then you could get out of position and all that stuff. And so I think he's at a solid eight here. I think he's very disciplined um, in between the tackles and whatnot. He's a very tough uh, linebacker against the run uh, on the inside. So that's what I like a lot about Matthias Brown here uh, from Strasbourg. Now, some things that I feel like he needs to work on or that are a little bit lacking is his top-end speed. Uh, I believe, actually, uh, yeah, his top-end speed is the second-to-lowest grade here. I gave him a 5. I just said I wish I could give him a better grade, but I can't. He's just noticeably slow uh, when he hits the open field and he's like trying to track down a running back like a running back who gets loose and whatnot like i don't think you can necessarily get down there and uh you know like trip him up or tackle him i think you know he's he's just a little he's lacking just a little bit here uh he's really good at a lot of things you know but man is he just lacking in the speed department here and some guys either have it or they don't you know, you can't really teach speed, and so that's kind of where I'm at there. I mean, maybe works a little bit more on his explosiveness and acceleration. That could, you know, substitute some of that, but 
I mean, it is what it is. I think his agility makes up for a lot of that, though. And, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. So, uh, there you go. Man coverage ability, I mean, I didn't see a lot of that. So, it would have been a 5. But because of that speed, uh, it does go a little bit down. So, he's at a 4.7. I think... If you want to put a man's man with a player, it probably has to be a tight end. And even then, I would hope I would probably advise him to you know work on his man to man, make sure that he's uh, you know moving his hips so well, he works on his back pedal, all that stuff. I mean, he would have to be very good technically in man to man for him to for probably coaches to consider putting him in that position there. But if you know if it could be avoided, I would probably avoid that though. Um, some other things I want to talk about, not necessarily like big weaknesses. I think these are things he could work on and could actually help cover up uh, some other things that are lacking a little bit. Pass rush skills and block shutting skills um, or block shutting ability. Both gave him a 6 in both of these and pass rush skills and block shutting ability. Uh, when it comes to pass rushing, I said just in general, didn't see much of that. Uh, so, kind of another default grade, basically, but as a blitzer up the middle, he's he's really fast. Like, he's really quick, and he could put a little bit of pressure there. You know, he has a little bit of strength as well, could, uh, you know, bench press some of these interior linemen a little bit. And so, he has sneaky good strength along with really good agility with that running start. And so, what he is pass rushing up the middle or really just, you know, putting on pressure, blitzing up the middle, uh, you know, he has a pretty solid bull rush there. I can't really be mad at that. And so, to improve that, would like to see him continue to work on his hand fighting skills. I think, look, you can't control, you know, how fast you are and all that. But I think, in my opinion, you can control your hand speed and your hand fighting. I think he could potentially have more powerful hands if he continues to get stronger and whatnot. And then speed-wise, you know, hey, hit a punching bag or something, right? Like, work with, maybe not work with knives. I know that's something NFL players do. Maybe don't do that. But, you know, like, work on that hand speed, right? Uh, if you don't allow blockers to get their hands on you, then it doesn't matter how fast, like, you are, like... You as a linebacker, and I legi legitimately think this uh, is faster than most of these linemen that he's going to face on the next level. So I'm not too worried about that. And so if you get your, uh, you know, your hand fighting up to speed, I think you'll be fine. And uh, that kind of applies to block shedding. I think there's potential here. I'd just like to see him have faster hand fighting. That's the biggest thing. And so if he does that, then this could possibly go up dramatically. Uh possibly but we'll see uh, i think hand fighting that is something at least hand speed wise that is something you could improve on in an off season uh significantly after that you know some people hit a little bit of a cap and you know they might not be able to get faster but uh i think it still can get faster at this point and then with pass rushing i mean you also want to form a bag obviously having faster hands is good but i kind of i look at his frame at 63205 and i'm thinking maybe he could be a good like defensive end or outside linebacker i could see that as well you know i could see him as a solid pass rusher because he does have really good agility you know he's kind of a bigger player as well at 6'3 205 um he could cover zone as well so if you want to drop him into a zone and have some sort of zone blitz type of cinch uh, that's not a bad thing either you know and so if you could develop as a pass rusher especially coming off that edge you know, there, there could be a little bit more upside here than him at middle linebacker. I'm just saying. So, uh, so there you go there. Now, I don't think there's anything else I didn't talk about here. 
Uh, oh, catching, I gave him a 5. I just said I didn't see a lot of that on his film, so this is a little bit more of a default grade than anything. Uh, for all I know, he might have solid hands, but, I mean, it is what it is, right? You know, and so I am not going to hurt him too much for that, but he's getting the default grade of a 5, uh, which is what I give players who, uh, you know, if I don't see something in a category that I have for their position, so... Uh, or at least don't see a lot. So so there you go. You know, altogether, final grade gave him a 67.6. That is pretty solid, in my opinion. It's actually higher than Kevin Sorgren, who is going to be playing for Wyoming. But he's going to be playing defensive end, not inside linebacker. So it's a little bit different here. Um, Matthias here, he is going to Kansas, or not Kansas Wesleyan. <laughs> I'm getting that confused. He's going to Nebraska Wesleyan, my apologies. So congrats to him. They're like a D3 uh, NAIA type of school, so that's not bad. There's obviously still good competition at those type of schools. And plus, he's getting to play football on the next level. I mean, that's always a good thing. I think he's somebody who can play football on the next level. There are a number of things he does well here. Uh, zone coverage ability, you know, talked about his agility, it's pretty solid there. Uh, his run defendability, it's pretty good. You know, I think the thing that's probably holding him the most back is potentially his hand fighting ability. I mean, he's just not like a eye-popping hand fighter, you know, and so that kind of hurts him. And then just in general, uh, he's not the most athletic like speed-wise uh, type of linebacker out there, which, you know, it does matter to some, um, you know, scouts and coaches and whatnot there. I think potentially if he moves the outside linebacker, uh, even becomes more of a defensive end pass rusher type, he could be pretty good. You know, I think he there are some things that he could definitely build on and uh, get more playing time than uh, inside linebacker potentially. And so we'll have to see about that altogether, though. I mean, he was a big part of the Strasburg team, been with them, obviously, for, uh, well, his whole career, I believe, and whatnot. And so they're definitely losing a leader in Matthias Brown. I think his leadership is very underrated. Obviously, that's a category that I don't have here, uh, but it matters. You know, uh, you want when you're building a program, when you have a program on that next level, you want to have guys that are stand-up dudes who, you know, you don't got to worry about. They're going to put in the work, and that's it. Like, they, they're going to keep their uh, teammates in line and do their thing, and that is an intangible that you can't always measure as well. Um, but also, you know, having a 6'3", 205-pound linebacker is also something that you can't be mad at either. Um, that happens to play the run and, you know, pass pretty solid. So, so yeah, there you go. That's Matthias Brown from Strasburg High School. All right, now up next here, we're jumping back to the 3A level here. And we're going to talk about Lutheran linebacker Dorian Pacheco, class of 2022, 5'7", uh, 185 here. Now, this is a guy that uh, may not play inside linebacker on the next level. Uh, if he does choose to play football on the next level, that is uh, a lot like Matthias Bad. I think he could potentially play a different position here. And so... He still made our honorable mention list because he put in work. 
this season. I mean, he's been putting in work. Uh, his stats on the season, 81 total tackles, 12 tackles for losses, which is pretty good. Uh, four sacks, seven hurries, had an interception, caused four fumbles, had a fumble recovery, and also a pass deflection uh, as a linebacker for this Lutheran team who was honestly just stacked. Like, they were extremely stacked here, uh, mostly on offense because offensively, like, he did his thing. There weren't many games that he got over 10 carries or at least 10 carries. There were three games where he had 10 carries or more um, against Battle Mountain, Pueblo Central, and and uh, <laughs> Lutheran down in Missouri and whatnot and whatnot. Other than that, you know, he wasn't used too much, but still on the year, had 746 rushing yards and 14 rushing touchdowns. Also had 285 receiving yards and 4 receiving touchdowns as well. And so, uh, Dorian Pacheco here, man, he was used a lot on offense and on defense. On defense, he did a lot for this team. And so, let's kind of talk about that. Let's talk about his strengths here. And so, for Dorian Pacheco, I have three categories that are rated at a 9 or better. So remember, this is 4 to 5 star level, right? Um, let me start at the bottom here. Uh, run defendability, I gave him a solid 9. I said he does just a good job filling his gaps and playing the run. He's a big reason why, uh, you know, this Lutheran defense was so good uh, because at, with him at linebacker, you kind of just let him loose and he just does a good job playing the run, getting a lot of tackles for losses. You know, he's so quick that, you know, blockers don't get a chance to block him and he just gets up in there and, uh, I mean, he cleans it up. Right, he does his thing there. He's not afraid to get up in there. He has very good instincts, and he just does a good job, you know, of uh, forcing runners to make good decisions consistently. And even then, that's not enough. So there you go. There, uh, the other nine and better I gave him was in uh, agility, hip fluidity. I gave him a nine point two. Uh, look, and by the way, this is. I'm grading him as a linebacker, so that's why. Um, just keep that in mind, you know. And so, 9.2 here. Uh, I think because of his skills at running back, this agility here kind of just transfers over really well. Like, he's a very agile running back, you know, to be honest with you. Very smooth athlete in general. And so, he won't get ju juked out anytime soon here. And just in general, he's very good at changing directions. He does this a lot, and it shows when he's uh, stopping the run. And then the other nine I gave him was in catching. Uh, look, as a linebacker, uh, I think this is a pretty easy nine. Not that linebackers don't have great hands in general, but I think he's up there as far as linebackers go with catching. I mean, you know, you saw him as a receiver and running back on offense here. And so that skill also transfers over pretty well. Has pretty good ball skills and whatnot. Uh, and so... That's definitely trouble for teams trying to throw against a Lutheran here. I mean, you had a ball hawk over the middle. And so teams just kind of stopped throwing it his way. Only had an interception on the air, but I feel like that is more situational than anything. I think he has pretty good hands, so gave him a 9 here for that. Now, some other things I gave him that were pretty you know, high-level ratings that are over an 8.5 was zone coverage ability. Gave him an 8.7 for that. I said his zone coverage was pretty good. A lot of that is because of his athleticism. I mean, he could be moved around, asked to play different zones. You know, that's pretty good there uh, for versatility. And then also if the ball's thrown his way, it's 
you know, it's a pretty good opportunity for him to cut off that route and intercept it. If not, at least get a good uh, breakup. In my opinion, I think he's a very good cover linebacker. Also gave him about an 8.74 speed. I mean, we're comparing him to other linebackers around the country. I think his speed is pretty good, you know. Easily keeps pace with most running backs on this level and probably on the next level as well. Um, so, so yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, there you go. Those are his highest rated categories. Let me talk about some of his lower stuff here. Uh, gave him a 6 when it came to block shedding ability. I don't think it's bad. Honestly, he does have kind of smaller arms, though. And he's a little bit more of a stockier player, and so it's obviously a lot harder to block shed uh, when you're a smaller linebacker and whatnot. And so that kind of hurts him. And honestly, most of the time, really doesn't need to block shed. I mean, he's just too athletic for the blockers to catch him. So he just goes ahead and makes a play. So you don't see him in a lot of situations where he has to block shed anyways. Same goes for pass rush skills. I gave him a 5. It's a little bit more of a default grade here because, look, he didn't really have to pass rush at all. I mean, I think because he's a great athlete, he just runs past the blockers most of the time. And uh, usually they don't get a hand on him. And if they do, you know, it's maybe a hand or two. But just in general, I think strength is also kind of a big concern here when it comes to being a pass rusher. I, he's not a pass rushing type of linebacker. I'm just going to be honest with you. So... There you go. Uh, you could, you know, run him up the middle and whatnot and hope somebody doesn't pick him up. And maybe he puts on a little bit more pressure, but eh, it is what it is. And then, <clears throat> look, the thing that is hurting him the most here is his frame. I mean, he's 5'7", 185 pounds. That's about where I was. And so I understand the struggle and whatnot because I played at that height and a little bit heavier than that, actually, when I was in high school. And so, honestly, that's just tough. You know, you don't see many of those type of linebackers Maybe on the D2 level, if you are that, like, like a freak of an athlete, like, maybe they'll have you in there. Uh, but most likely, NAIA D3 uh, guys would take a look. That height and weight kind of turns you off, to be honest with you. And so that's kind of tough there. Um, other categories I didn't talk about yet here, and I do want to mention just real quick before I talk about his final grade and his outlook, is his man coverage ability. Gave him a 7.7. Uh, I have seen him in man. I think he's athletic enough to keep up well with these tight ends and running backs, even some receivers. Only concern would probably be height covering other players and maybe technical aspect of it. He could be maybe a little bit more technically sound. But other than that, I mean, he's shown the ability to at least be above average with it, and I think he would be that on the next level if he does play linebacker or safety or whatever on defense. So, yeah. There you go there. Oh, and then, my bad. I almost forgot this. Uh, hit power. Gave him a 7.6. I think he's a strong player for his size. Could definitely lay out some stingers wouldn't exactly call him the nastiest hitter out there, but he hits hard enough, and he makes the tackles too, uh, pretty firmly. And so on the next level, I mean, I wouldn't consider him a hard hitter, but he's definitely somebody who could get physical with it if he needs to. Altogether, he does come out with a 73.9 rating. Look, if he was 5'11 and up, he would easily be D1, honestly. But he's not, so you work with what you got. In my opinion... He has a better chance of being a running back on the next level. Uh, kind of came out with his little uh, highlight reel a little late. 
you know, I posted it January 26th. Uh, and if it was earlier, then, you know, he for sure would have been on our honorable mention list here. But honestly, on the next level, I think he's a running back. Straight up, he's somebody you could catch. He could run the ball. I mean, he breaks a lot of tackles, too, as a low center of gravity. And honestly, like, Lutheran didn't use him a lot, so he doesn't have a lot of wear on Taron on him anyways. And so, I think on the next level, he's definitely a running back. Uh, could grind it out on special teams, eventually earn offensive playing time for a couple D twos maybe some fcs scores um but i just wanted to do this film breakdown because that's not to say he wasn't a hell of a linebacker because he was you know he was a great linebacker great defensive player somebody who just played this game well at this position and if he was bigger he would be a d1 guy straight up uh, but you know you work with what you got and so on the next level definitely expect him to play running back and be good at it because he can do a lot of good things there um you might have him breaking broken down as a running back might do a film breakdown of his running back film another time but uh for now you know we're going to settle with his linebacker film all right, last but not least here though the last linebacker we're going to talk about is elijah Davis, the 6'4", 210 linebacker out of Mesa Ridge High School right here in Colorado Springs here. Uh, let me talk real quick about his stats on the year. On the year, had 101 total tackles, 11 tackles for losses, 6 sacks, which is pretty good there, 3 hurries, um, no picks, but did cause 2 fumbles and had 2 pass deflections. Now, Elijah Davis here, uh, we didn't ID him as a inside linebacker. I think he was ID'd more as an outside linebacker type because he did play on the edge uh, a little bit more here. And so he was an honorable mention there. Um, I don't think he was on that list. So I'm going to actually evaluate him as an inside linebacker because he did play inside and outside kind of a bit here. Um, was on the inside for a lot of his high school career. And so uh, that's how I'm going to evaluate him because he does have that film here. And so there's definitely a bit of versatility that helps him out quite a bit for having that. But uh, let me go ahead and talk about this. So hide and frame, I actually gave him a 9 uh, because he was at six foot two ten this year, I believe. Now he's down to 200. But he was actually at six foot two thirty, I believe, last year. And so he slimmed down and leaned up. You know, and so I know he could get up to 230, and so that's why I'm kind of giving him a nine, uh, because that's the ideal weight, six foot 230, in my opinion. But if you feel better, if you're playing better at 200, uh, 210, you know, below 230, then that works for me, to be honest with you. So there you go. There, uh, that's uh, one of his highest rating here. Uh, another rating that I kind of rated him pretty high, which is part of his brand of football, is his hit power at an 8.6. Look, I think naturally he's just a physical football. player. Definitely hits you with quite a bit of force, even when it's not like the cleanest, cleanest as in like fundamentally sound uh, type of hits. And when he does get a free shot at you, it's a pretty damn brutal shot, if I'm being honest with you. You don't want to take a straight shot from Elijah Davis, because he just clobbers on offensive players time after time again. And so he's just a naturally tough and physical football player. That's kind of what you like to see there. It reminds me a bit of Devin Isaac. I think Devin Isaac uh, from Texas, by the way, is definitely, uh, you know, a little bit more of a nastier hitter and whatnot, but Elijah Davis is definitely up there as well. He could hit, you know, and so you love, love to see that. 
Now, two of the categories here, I do have him rated at 8.3. Agility gave him an 8.3 and run. Defense gave him an 8.3. Let me talk about his agility first, though. Honestly, uh, a lot better on film than I thought. He moves laterally well and changes directions as smooth as you can want from a linebacker uh, at this size, in my opinion. A lot of plays where he's playing outside, though, and so he has to change directions and chase down a play, whether it's a ball carrier uh, or, like, my bad, whether it's them running the ball and it's him tracking down the ball carrier or he's getting after, um, you know, the quarterback and whatnot, and so... He's shown that he could change directions, and he has pretty good agility and hip fluidity. Uh, him losing weight, I actually feel like has made him a bit more leaner and has improved this specifically a lot. I remember looking at his film last year, it was like, yeah, he's a, he's a little stiff, honestly. He's a little bit stiff here, and so, uh, you know, leaning down here actually helped him a lot there. And so, 8.3, I think that's pretty solid there. Uh, run defensibility gave him an 8.3. Could be potentially higher here. I think there's definitely some inconsistencies in his run defense, uh, which is why it's not a 9, because I think at its best, it's definitely at a 9. But he does a good enough job. Part of the reason uh, it was kind of hard to grade him here is that you know he's playing outside linebacker playing outside more than inside and so you know it's hard to uh grade him when he's constantly tracking down linebackers from behind or you know playing that contain and whatnot and isn't given the ability to just play gap control from that inside but i do think if you were to put him at inside linebacker and he was to just play the run i think he'd do a pretty good job you know, uh, be a really good linebacker doing that. But for now, I think this is his grade at an 8.3. Potentially could be higher, though. Um, but he does do a good job. Usually he's pretty disciplined. He's just kind of put in a lot of different spots. And so it, it feels like he's out of position. But he's just playing from different spots on the field. And so, you know, you work with what you get there. So it is what it is. Um, another thing I want to talk about here couple things I want to talk about here. Uh, pass rushing skills, pretty solid. Gave him a 7.8. Uh, not bad pass rush skills at all. Used him a lot more uh, as an edge rusher this year, which is why we labeled him that way. Uh, he showed he was capable of pass rushing and being solid at it. I wouldn't call him like elite or like, you know, a lethal pass rusher, but he could put pressure on the quarterback inside or out, which I like a lot. Uh, relatively well uh, for somebody at, you know, six foot two ten. I think on the next level, I would like to see him refine his moves a little bit more, be a little bit more precise with some of his block shedding and his pass uh, rush moves here. But altogether, he has shown that he can use both speed and power to cause pressure. So the knowledge is definitely there. Uh, I think he's solid enough. So gave him a 7.8 there. And then finally, zone coverage ability. Gave him a 7.9. Said he's pretty solid in zone coverage. Definitely could have potentially had a little bit more turnovers as an in interceptions. But at the very least, it gets tackles, some pass breakups here and there. And so it's serviceable. Gave him a 7.9. I like what I saw you know, uh, when he was dropped into a zone. Now, some things he could definitely work on a little bit more here. Uh, man coverage ability. <sighs> they don't ask him to do it too much, uh, but he could definitely keep up with tight ends and fullbacks, so that's why he's at a six. Uh, on the next level, I wouldn't necessarily put him one-on-one with a running back or receiver, though. 
uh, just because I think his uh, kind of top end speed holds him back a little bit. Runs a four seven two forty. Gave him a seven point seven for that. You know that top end speed kind of holds back that man coverage ability, and so that's kind of where I'm at there. Uh, but also, I mean, just when he was dropped in 101, wasn't like he was the most technically sound. So that's why he's at a six. Uh, but he was good enough at man coverage. Top end speed seven point seven. Let me talk about that real quick. On the high school level, it's not the biggest concern, but could definitely be an issue on the next level. Some guys are kind of just capped speed-wise, but he will be good enough to play on the next level. Obviously, you just got to keep in mind that there are going to be a lot of great athletes out there, and so you're going to have to play smarter. You can't rely on your speed as much, athleticism as much, uh, as he did on the high school level. So just going to throw that out there. Um... Catching, I had to give him the default grade there. Didn't really see him catch many passes, whether it was on offense or defense. Uh, and so he's going to get the default grade out of five. I feel like you don't need to explain that too much there. And I think the only thing I haven't talked about yet was, was his block shedding ability. Actually gave him an eight. This isn't a weakness or anything. I just forgot to talk about it. But I think he does as good as a as you would expect a three-star guy to do at block shedding. I think he has a bit more strength there. So, you know, which allows him a bit more of a variety of moves when uh, shedding a block. Uh, but like I said, he could continue to refine this, you know, continue to work on that hand speed, strength, precision precisiveness, I think uh, his uh, hand-fighting abilities could really take this block shedding to another level. But for now, you know, it's solid enough. You know, I, he's shown some moves here uh, that he does have in his bag, and then, you know, that power he does from leaning up also helps him out quite a bit. Uh, but altogether, actually gave him a 76.6 as an inside linebacker. Now, he is committed to South Dakota School of Mines. Congrats to them. That is a D2. I think if we ID'd him as an inside linebacker rather than as an edge, uh, edge rusher, then he would have had a better chance at making our top five list. But I just felt like he was playing out that outside linebacker role a lot. So that's why, uh, you know, we did what we did. Ironically enough, though, the guy whose spot he would have taken if he didn't make our top five inside linebacker list is actually Cody Connor from uh, Faith Christian. Uh, and Cody Connor is actually going to go to South Dakota School of Mines as well. And they're both listed at linebacker and defensive linemen. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, but anyways, in my opinion, I think a Davis, he's solid at a lot of different skills, as you could see. He could cover, could pass rush just a little bit, solid against the run. You know, you, you see that he can play a 230 or he could lean up. And so there's a lot of versatility for Elijah Davis. I think that's the thing I like the most about him, the versatility. He's a very versatile football player. Um, honestly, if he was a better athlete, as in if he was naturally faster, ran like a 4-5, 4-4, then probably would have been one of the top recruits in the country just because of that athletic ability. Plus, you know, he's able to play a couple different roles here for Mesa Ridge and do it pretty well. Um, but for now, I think he's a solid enough football player who will play D2 ball. And, you know, he's somebody that potentially uh, South Dakota School of Mines could uh, transform into a couple different types of players, whether it's an edge rusher, defensive end, true inside linebacker, 4-3 type of outside linebacker, more like, you know, he could play a couple different roles here uh, for South Dakota School of Mines. And you know what? Versatility, never a bad thing. We could see him really hit this field uh, sooner than later. 
So, uh, so yeah. So there you go. That is the Elijah Davis film breakdown here. And that'll actually wrap up this episode, episode 133. Thank you so much for rocking with us on this episode here. Uh, you know, we are getting through all of our best of the rest series and all that great stuff here. I think we only have two more best of the rest episodes. I believe it's safeties, which I'm going to do again on Wednesday. And then it is tight ends which will be released next week and then after that we're gonna do all request episodes so uh if you want to fill out a request episode uh form or whatever go ahead and go to the link in our bio go to our link tree you can find that form there uh if you want to request a player to be featured on the show that's kind of how you do it because we'll be going through that um we have been going through that because some players who were requested were uh, put in through that form but we'll be going through that now and um in detail you know covering a lot of players from the middle school level to the high school level uh, maybe even some of uh the college level as well we're open to doing that as well covering college players you know just request them and we'll uh break down their film there but if you want to keep up with all that news when those uh you know episodes are going to be dropping or whatnot go ahead and follow us on social media at playmakers corner on twitter facebook instagram and TikTok as well. And then go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Twitch channel. On Twitch, we will be doing a lot more live streams there. Uh, we've been doing a lot of breakdowns of quarterbacks. That'll change. We'll eventually do other positions, I promise. It's just not quarterbacks. We break down the film of a lot of different positions, of all positions. So, uh, well, except maybe kicker and punter. So, there you go there. So, if you want to follow that, you know, go ahead and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and Twitch. All of our Twitch live streams, by the way, are on our YouTube channel. So, if you miss them, the whole thing will be there, unedited, for you to view. And then also, it should be on all major streaming platforms. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. You know, the audio will be there as well and uh, you know while you're there you might as well leave us a good rating and uh, uh, do all that great stuff we appreciate those but for now thank you so much for rocking with us and you know what i will see you wednesday for episode 135 we'll be talking best of the rest safeties peace